welcome to the last episode of the season. First, let's welcome summer. Temperatures are high, PJs are non-existent, and I am all here for it. Having lived in Florida for about 20 years of my life, I'm one with the hot sun. I remember spending six to eight hours a day playing tennis in the scorching heat, drinking gallons of Gatorade and getting tanned in all the wrong ways. Anyway, I hope summer has reached you as well, wherever you are, unless, of course, you're in Australia or Chile or any other country that's, you know, upside down, and that you have a relaxing summer ahead or maybe an adventurous one, whatever suits you. We're actually thinking of heading down to Macedonia for a few weeks to join some friends there. And if that happens, it's going to be the 29th country that I've visited. So that's pretty cool. And it kind of motivates me to go for my 30th. England has always been like number one on my bucket list. And I can't believe that I've been to 28 countries and haven't touched ground in England. So I'm pretty sad about that. But I have... One of my best friends is there, so I'm hoping, hoping that I can make it this year and check that off the bucket list. But enough about me, let's talk about Lucifer. Welcome to the Your Words Knowing Podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Alexandru from Honest Rocks, and I am obsessed with social anxiety. After a decade of trying to figure out how to manage it on my own, I'm on a mission now to share every little insight I've gained along the way. Every week, we'll get just a little bit closer to unraveling the mystery of it so you can live the best version of yourself because you are worth knowing. Let's get to it. For the purpose of this episode, I'm going to be using the words hell and loop interchangeably with the idea that social anxiety hell is a self-incurred situation in which you feel stuck, but you have the freedom and agency to move out of. And the idea for this came to me a few years ago when I watched the show Lucifer when it first came out. And I was obsessed with it. And when I mean obsessed, I was obsessed. Of course, mainly because the lead actor was a tall, dark, and, you know, British. It was entertaining in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of way. And I loved it. You know, that's just my kind of jam. And so anyway, one of the episodes in season three, which is titled Off the Record, we first get a glimpse into the quote-unquote truth about how hell operates in the context of the show, of course. I don't think they're aiming to say that this is the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's their interpretation of it. And it really resonated a lot with me. Like it really had such a huge impact that even now, years later, I still think about it. So here's what we're told the first time that this is mentioned. What is it with you humans? Always blaming me. I never make any of you do anything. It's not true. You trick us into sin, damnation. I have a story to you. Porter. One I've never told a human soul before. I take no part in the good guys to hell. And who does? You're humans. You send yourselves, driven down by your own guilt, forcing yourselves to relive your sins over and over, and the best part, the doors are locked. You could leave any time. 
Now, at the time, I didn't give much significance to that exchange. Sure, it was poignant and grabbed my attention, but I didn't truly grasp what Lucifer meant until much later in season five in an episode titled Really Sad Devil Guy, where Lucifer actually visits someone in their hell cell, their cell in hell, whichever way you want to say it. And here's that exchange. So... I didn't just die? Well, as I was trying to tell you before we were so rudely interrupted, you are now in your very own hell loop. So, welcome to hell. I'm in hell? I, I, I don't understand. Eternal damnation, infinite suffering, it's a pretty straightforward concept. No, I mean, like, hell, hell? The one and only. Then get me the hell out of here! Well, it's not up to me, I'm afraid. In hell, you are your own jailer. You brought yourself here. Then I'm gonna take myself on a body here then. How in the hell? Same response every time, and it's not that simple. Now, this is where I had my huge aha moment, and I still remember it because it was so powerful. I can't even describe it. I don't know why. It just, it felt like something clicked in my head, and I couldn't stop thinking about this scene. I have no words for it, honestly, but it was so simple. And it was so real. And I linked it immediately to social anxiety. In one of my previous episodes titled, Why is my social anxiety so bad? I talk about how toxic shame is at the core of it all and that we are the ones feeding it. And I think it's similar to being stuck in social anxiety hell when the door is open for us to walk out of. And... Lucifer is right, though. It's not that easy to do. Sure, you see the door and you want to go for it, but there's all this stuff in between that you're trying to skip over, but you can't. It's, it's in your way. And you need to figure out how to remove these obstacles one by one in order to get to the door and walk out of the cell. And unfortunately, these objects that are, that are in between you and the door they're pretty much invisible. And it's interesting, though, because it's like, how do you identify and remove this particular object that's in your way? How do you do that? And once you've done that, how do you identify the next one and figure out what you need to do to remove that out of the way? So it's a lot of deep work, internal work that needs to happen. And I'm here to tell you that it is possible because I've broken out of social anxiety hell. Um, but it took me a decade of being stuck in its loop, to be honest with you. And even to this day, I still find myself, you know, picking up these invisible objects. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know this one was here. How did this one get there? And, you know, okay, how do I remove this from my path? And sure, you know, at some point you have all the tools and it's much easier to identify and to remove the objects. But at the beginning, when you just see that door and you're just tripping all over the place, it can be pretty overwhelming and disconcerting, honestly. But the cool part, though, once you make it out of the door, is that you have so much visibility into everything that you left behind in that cell, right? You can see the gains and the losses once you're free. And, you know, recently it dawned on me that not everybody knows that they are stuck in this social anxiety loop, right? Kind of like the character in the show, he has no idea, he has no clue he's in hell and that he's reliving and replaying the same scenario 
over and over and over again and that he's being tortured with it, with his own guilt. And he's only being made aware of the situation that he's in once Lucifer tells him, right? So sometimes it takes an external third party, an, an observer to tell you, hey, did you know that about yourself? Did you realize that this is a behavior that you're exhibiting or this action that you're doing fits the idea of social anxiety and that you could potentially have it? And that's a very crucial part of the journey is the acceptance of it, because a lot of people might just dismiss it and say, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have social anxiety. But that in itself is an object on the floor. It's one of those invisible things that you need to remove out of your path, right? The acceptance that, yes, I have an issue. I have a challenge. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to fix it. I have no idea where to start. But yes, I think I see it and I see how it's impacting my life. And maybe that's you or maybe that's somebody that you know. Because honestly, once upon a time, I also didn't know. I used to think that social anxiety was a fact of life. And I talk about this in one of my early episodes titled The 10 Myths About Social Anxiety That Are Holding You Back. And one of them is this belief, this idea that you are social anxiety, that social anxiety is just part of your life. It's always been there. It's always going to be there. Um, case closed. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's a myth. That's not true. And it took me quite a while to come to that realization that I could actually do something about it, that I didn't have to avoid people, not make eye contact, not stand up for myself, and, and so many other things that I used to struggle with, you know, not asking questions in meetings. And so at some point, my perspective changed and it became uncomfortably clear that my reactions were based on my self-imposed internal limitations. So I had a lot of limiting beliefs about myself. And as it turned out, I was the root cause of my symptoms. And it, it felt like, you know, when you put on glasses after living in a blurry haze and you're like, wow, I didn't know that this is what the rest of the world sees. And now I'm part of it too. Now I can see better. I can see clearer. I can participate in society. I can feel comfortable with myself. And sometimes it's all about testing out different glasses and being open to the idea that there is a different way of doing, being, living, and that it's okay to change your mind and to have aha moments and to work on them and challenge the way that you do things because there might be a better way of doing it that fits you and doesn't give you that social anxiety. So as I made my way to the other side, you know, with my awesome glasses, my non-blurry glasses, I realized that the grass was actually greener on the other side. But man, it took a long time to reach that kind of acceptance. Let me tell you that. Because for years, my brain tricked me into believing that I was less than, less than everyone else around me. And after many years of falling below everyone's expectations, including mine, I created an alternative version of myself. And maybe you've done that as well, where you just create this persona, one that, you know, is not deserving of anyone's attention, one that thinks it's just better off to sit quietly in a corner, avoiding any conflict, interaction, or judgmental eyes. And so I allowed this version to take over the reins and inflict damage on my true self. And at some point I was like, where, 
where's my true self at? Which one is it? Because I feel so intertwined with social anxiety. It's taken over my life that I don't know how to separate myself from it. Like, who am I without it? Right. So it was this constant like battle within to really understand um, where I started and where social anxiety ended. And that's what I mean when I say that I was living in a self-contained social anxiety hell. It just, it was my status quo. And once I watched Lucifer, I realized that we are all creating our own hell. And we can even extend this analogy to other areas of our life. And, you know, to be honest, it's time to pay attention to the constant loops we fall into. The ones that we find ourselves in day in and day out, like a broken record playing the same old song, except we don't realize it's playing the same old song because we're so used to it. We know all the lyrics. We love how it sounds. And it feels like it's part of our life, you know, part of our story. So we don't do anything about it. We just let it play the same damn song every single day. But the exciting part is that we can stop this song from playing and fall in love with another song. We can leave the cell at any moment in time. The door isn't locked. But it takes action to do that. It takes proactiveness. The door isn't going to just open by itself. Should we choose to, we can walk away from our hell. Yes, most of us don't because we're too focused on our guilt and our shame. And we just don't pay attention to all the other things that are happening around us because we don't know we are in it. As I became more aware, I noticed when I swallowed my words for fear of retribution, when I hid under my desk for fear of socializing, or when I clammed up at the idea of presenting. And I decided to push back on all of those behaviors because they were not serving me anymore. I was tired of my bullshit. So like me, maybe you don't even realize the extent of your anxiety and you're just living with these dreadful symptoms. Or maybe you know you have it, but you're unsure how to rid yourself of it. So let's go through the four steps to get out of social anxiety hell or the social anxiety loop that you are finding yourself in. All right. So the first thing to do is to notice when it flares up. The best way to do this is to keep a journal handy and jot down the instant that you feel that knot in your throat. You know the one I'm talking about. The one that keeps you from sharing your opinion, giving advice, speaking up, making friends, making eye contact, whatever the case may be. When you feel that in your body, notice your body's reaction and your mental state before you're about to interact with a person. Are you feeling nauseous? Are your palms sweaty? Do you want to back out and run? Are you questioning your worth? These are all reactions to social anxiety and you will feel them deep within. You know, you're going to also maybe physically manifest them. So it's important that you start paying attention and that you become an expert at picking up on social anxiety's cues. Now for this first step, you don't have to do anything about it. You don't need to do anything about any of these reactions except acknowledge that they're there and to become so good at observing yourself from the outside that you can pick up precisely when social anxiety is going to strike. Because having that knowledge, that preemptive knowledge that it's coming is going to help you prepare and give you the time you need to select the tools at your disposal to face it in a more comfortable way. So 
First step, if you can, just start paying attention to your body, what's happening, when it's happening, and reflect on it as much as possible. The second step is what I call bring the loop to light. Once you journal for a few weeks or months, go through the pages and count how many instances of social anxiety you experience daily. So bringing the loop to light means that you are bringing the awareness of how often you are experiencing social anxiety and in which situations. So you bring the loop to light by counting how frequently you fall into social anxiety's trap. You might have heard of time tracking, which is all about knowing where your time goes so you can reappropriate it accordingly. This is similar because if you don't see that you have a problem, you won't know how to correct it. In the show, the nightmare of hell keeps repeating itself repeatedly. And so even though the character doesn't really know that he's in hell or that he's stuck there, the feeling is inside his body. He feels the guilt. He feels what's happening over and over again. That's non-negotiable. So try to highlight every moment in time that makes you socially anxious. And again, this, this helps if you have a journal and you write down all the instances because you have a history to go back to and that's how you bring the loop to light. The third step is to pinpoint the root of your reaction. Now that you know your social anxiety and when it kicks in and how often, it's time to analyze it as it happens. When you feel social anxiety is about to show up, Ask yourself the tough questions. Why am I feeling this way? What do I think will happen? Can I overwrite this feeling? Why not? Has this happened before? Dig deep and self-assess your feelings. Try to pinpoint the root cause of your reactions. And it helps to ask yourself why. The more you do this, the more self-aware you'll become of why your brain reacts in such a way. Once you have that knowledge, you can quickly move on to the next step. This is not an easy one, but it will have the most impact on your social anxiety. Step number four is to intentionally do the opposite action. You've studied all the data. You're prepared to act upon an arising symptom and you know when it's going to come up, right? So the moment you recognize that it's starting, instead of going through the usual loop, right? Break free of it immediately by resisting it. So this is about breaking a pattern. Do something that's totally out of character. Do something that makes your brain jolt. It goes like, what? I did not expect her to do that. And that's what you want. You want to rewire, reframe your brain to react differently in a particular situation. And you know how you're going to react in that situation because you've journaled about it. You brought the loop to light. You've counted how many times this has happened. You've asked yourself why. You have all that awareness. And so you notice the loop. You know exactly when you're going in and you know exactly how long you're staying in it. And the best way to break it is to break the pattern. For example, if you're worried that your name is going to be called out in a meeting or in class, prepare yourself in advance by acting as if it will happen 100%. Don't sit in class and be like, I hope they're not going to call my name. I hope they're not going to call on me. I hope they're not going to ask me something. That is not the position you want to find yourself in because that's the loop. You're going into this anxious loop already by not preparing yourself for it, by not being proactive. Don't wait for the situation to happen to you. Be ready to answer to it. So don't let the loop begin if the opportunity arises to speak up. 
be the one that raises their hand in class, be the first one that introduces themselves in class, right? Speak up without reservations as if there's no other option. That's how you break the loop and the pattern. That's how you remove that invisible object that's in front of you by challenging it. Getting out of social anxiety hell is not an easy process, but since you're the person that's technically feeding it, see my previous episode on why is my social anxiety so bad, you're the person to take yourself out of it. Now, I may have simplified the steps a little bit, but I purposefully did that to help you see the big picture. Because the most important thing you can do for your mental well-being is to understand that you are or aren't in this loop. And if you are in it, what you can do about it. And if you're not in it, how to sustain that long term. Once that's clear to you, you will know what actions you need to take. And if you are, as I once was, stuck, try and go through these steps as much as possible. Because life is so much better when you're not stuck in social anxiety hell. Remember the character in Lucifer, the guy in hell in his cell? Well, he made it out. We meet up with him again in season seven in an episode titled Chance at a Happy Ending, where Lucifer runs into him in heaven. Here's the clip. The last time I saw you, you were in hell. Did I fly in the wrong Direction. Nope, you're in the right place. This is heaven, or at least one of its many rooms. I'm still trying to get the lay of the land. Now, I hear they have a room made entirely out of cotton candy. No, 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 that's, that's impossible. No soul has ever made it up here from there. I don't know about that, but I know I took your advice. I faced my family, my guilt. You went through the door. Yep, finally. And boom. And I want to leave you with that. I hope that after listening to this episode, you have as much to think about as I did when I got hit by the idea of a social anxiety hell. And of course, that you go watch the show Lucifer if you haven't already. I highly recommend it. With this, I'm ending season one of the podcast with the last message being that you've got this. It's in your power to break free from social anxiety, even if it's not an easy thing to do. You have to accept the effort, face the toxic shame, and believe that it doesn't have to be this way. Stay in touch with me on Instagram at Honest Rocks. I'm also very active on my weekly Be Awkward Together newsletter. And as always, if you want to ask me anything, I'm here to support you. All links are in the show notes. Have a wonderful summer, and I will see you back in September. Bye!